this is the thing that's funniest to me is people are very aware of the battery usage. Oh, I'm at 50%, but they never check to see how charged the cells of their body are. Did you charge your cells today? Did you go out in the sun? Did you take your shoes off? Did you get some H3O2? These are the things that charge the cells of our body. And we're not paying attention to it. We're paying attention to how charged our cell phone is. What's going on here? This is backwards. (laughs) This is for the others out there. The other ambitious people who want to play at a higher level in their life. It's time to get curious and get real. Join me and together, let's find the others. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Find the Others podcast. I am your host, Joshua Church. Grateful to have you with us. New episodes are dropping every Wednesday and Sunday, so be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you can get the notification when a new episode comes out. And give me a follow on Instagram at Joshua Dean Church to catch different clips and highlights that I post. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, you find something that might be valuable, please be sure to share it with a friend who also might be into it so that together we can continue to grow our tribe of others. Today, I'm really excited to bring you a super interesting and informative conversation I had with Tracy Dews. Tracy is the founder of the Sanctuary Wellness Experience in San Diego and co-founder of Hydrate at the Sanctuary. By the time she was 15, Tracy had already begun her undergraduate education in medicine. She later pursued a PhD in the field of biogenetics, as well as shadowing doctors from all around the globe to learn their different approaches to treating disease. It was through these experiences that Tracy became passionate about hydration, and she learned the power hydration has to transform overall health and wellness in all people. Today, Tracy works as a modern wellness advocate specializing in the restorative powers of intelligent hydration. She has parlayed her wealth of experience and knowledge into a multidimensional career in wellness advocacy and education, starting with her podcast, Hydrate. She's genuinely one of the most positive, inspiring, interesting, and lovely people that I know. We talked all about hydration in this conversation, and not just hydration being the water that you drink, but hydration being all the other elements and what she considers the basics. It was so interesting and so informative. Give Tracy a follow on Instagram at Tracy Dews. The link is in the show notes. And tune into her podcast, The Hydrate Podcast. She brings on some incredible guests. The link is in the show notes as well. And if you like this podcast, go check out episode 21 with Dr. Sophia Costa or episode 91 with Gabrielle Brick. All right. Without further ado, please welcome Tracy Dews. We're in the Hydrate Studio. I'm speaking on the golden mic. Oh, you're on the golden mic now. That's the (laughs) only place that we can start is on the golden mic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Gotta start on the golden mic. You can't talk unless you have the golden mic in your hand. Okay. I'll How st- about I pass it yeah, to you? Yeah, you pass me the golden mic. <laughs> this is amazing. So when my kids were little and they'd get in a little tiff, mm-hmm. I'd say, you can't talk unless you have the golden mic because someone needs to be heard I love and that. the other person needs to share. So they would take it very <laughs> seriously. They'd hold the mic and share their feelings. They are so good at expressing their feelings yeah. now. I owe it all to the golden mic. It's like a much better, (laughs) more groovy version of a talking stick, right? Yeah. 
Totally. Was it this specific it golden mic? that specific wow. golden mic. So this has been through the ringer, huh? That's been through a lot. I would take it on vacations and be in the car. Amazing. Wow. Pass the mic. Pass the mic. Like, there here you go. go. <laughs> you have the floor. <laughs> so this really hurt me. <laughs> yeah. I felt unseen when this happened. Yeah. This is really good couples therapy. This and walking. Oh. So motion creates emotion, right? Yeah. So... I always say if you're like stuck in a conversation, go for a walk. Love that. You can always take the golden mic with you too. <laughs> so by the way, <laughs> here's how I felt about it. <laughs> That's good. I love that. Sometimes like throughout the day when you feel like you're getting to that like bit of stagnation or your mind is just a bit fuzzy, getting out even just for a walk around the building helps, doesn't it? Breaking a sweat, Absolutely. hitting a run, whatever it is. Absolutely. I mean, that's the only way to go. It's yeah. Like, I have little toys all over my house, little balance beams. That's cool. All kinds of stuff because I try to do like 33 minutes of working and then 11 minutes of movement. Mm. So I'm constantly getting the creative juices going and hydrating at the same time. <laughs> I like that. Every hour. <laughs> Every hour. That's good. Yeah. Uh, well, we're drinking this beautiful sparkling elixir that you made. Thank that you. I almost cheers. finished already. Yes, cheers. <laughs> Um, so this was very cool as you, we were making this, you were explaining to me the, um, some of the power of some of these ingredients in here. Can you share what is in this elixir? I would love to share. So one of my favorite botanicals is in here. It's called Shizandra. Shizandra is a berry mm -hmm. that touches all five elements of your tongue. So it really adds, uh, it's very tonifying and it's mm -hmm. great for the liver, but it's also really fun to drink because it just gives that extra punch to, I mean, when you have all five elements on your tongue, it's like a party in your mouth, right? Of course. It just feels really good. Yep. So we've got that. We've got sparkling mountain spring water. We have um, some collagen precursors which are different, um, there's different berries in there mm -hmm. that are high in vitamin C, Kamu Kamu. Um, what else do we have in there? Coconut now water? I'm forgetting. Oh, okay. We put some coconut we water did. for hydration. Um, I think that, I, I oh, and I did a little spray of liposomal B12. Cool. So that I could really be on point for this show, nice. but apparently I'm not able to remember. <laughs> the, the, the B12 hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> it kicked in. It's, it's going to kick in here. Although it's liposomal, it should be like already yeah. in my cells, but whatever. I, I love it. So um, I saw your little lab back there in your pantry. That was really cool. All the different herbs and ingredients. Was this Has this been something that you've had for a while? Is, have you always been into mixing and tinkering with elixirs and different ingredients? Yes. 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 That is the absolute hell yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, ever since I was a kid, like I would take things apart, like take my dad's clock and take it apart, see if I could put it back together. And I always had some sort of lab where I was trying to, you know, dissect something. Yeah. Um, but when I was about 12, I really started to think about health and when my mom would make, say like a batch of cookies, I mm -hmm. would think, how can I make this healthy so that it tastes good? We're getting the benefit of really good nutrients at the same time. As so, a 12 year old? Yeah, when I was 12, wow. I was like obsessed with it. So I'd make things and, and now, I mean, just like that's the way my brain always kind of worked. Whenever I'd eat something that tasted really yummy, but didn't make my body feel mm. on 10, I was like, how can I make this so that I can still have energy, feed my cells, 
but enjoy it just as much because yeah. food is to be enjoyed. It's something that brings people together, community, but a lot of people have many people have a negative connotation as well like a it's like a double-edged sword because mm -hmm. we enjoy it but then a lot of the food that we enjoy we don't later on enjoy the things that it does to our biochemistry and our body and maybe sapping our body of energy or our body isn't able to utilize it for energy so it stores things or our liver doesn't know what we're consuming so it stores it and then we have these toxins and we have this buildup and we're just laden and heavy and with with things that we don't want in our body so mm. I just started thinking how can I alchemize things so that we can enjoy the food the way it tastes and enjoy the way we feel at yeah. the same time the the combo that's what it's about yeah. we don't have to sacrifice one for the other energy's currency if you don't have energy mm. i mean it's like that's that's going to be like a thorn in your side, you know? Yeah. Do you think that most people are just unaware of the way that the food makes them feel or how certain things make them feel or suppressing that or what? You know, I feel like a lot of a lot of the time in life when we are doing something for a long time, we don't know the difference right you don't know yeah. what you don't know right so if you're raised on macaroni and cheese and ramen noodle and whatever hot dogs and all those things as you get older and all your friends are going to starbucks or eating out at certain places you, you don't know the difference in how your body can be fueled mm. if you haven't taken time to step back and maybe do do a cleanse and then feed it with just nutrient dense foods and see the difference totally how does that feel as opposed to dead foods mm -hmm. or think franken foods things that aren't actually food but we eat them because they have calories and they taste good right yeah that that makes me think about when i was 21 i lived i moved to san francisco and i was working at this company and they provided us with uh raw vegan meals every day and so i just bought into it i'm like okay cool like let me buy into this and i felt this whole shift in energy and clarity and focus that i didn't think was possible i thought i didn't even know that this was possible to feel this energized to feel this good to not feel sluggish to not feel like after i eat lunch that i need to take a nap like that that's not normal that there's another way yeah, right? You you don't know what you don't know. It's right. like I same. When I was in college, I remember being in class and just my body kind of like ugh, like I wanted to fall asleep yep. after lunch. Just this crash that I yeah. would have. And I just thought that was normal. Right. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what we don't know. And so I, I find what's really interesting about about you and your story as well is that you've you have this approach from like the culinary side of things and the creating these elixirs and these beautiful recipes and food to make you feel good that also tastes good. But you've also studied this yeah. in a pretty in-depth scientific way. Can you share a little bit more about about your experience with that and what led you to that? Yeah, absolutely. When I was 15, I had the opportunity to start my college journey because I parents were actually missionaries and I was homeschooled and I had three younger brothers. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. There's something about me. I was just ready to get started with my dreams. Yeah. 
So I did high school in one year. I just powered through. I'd set my alarm for 4.30 a.m., just do school all day <laughs> till dinner time, and then I'd come down and eat dinner, and I did that for a whole year. And then I had a friend drive me to the local college, sign up for college, and I signed up for 21 science units. Oh. Yeah, and I... At that time, that didn't seem weird to me. Now that I look back and I have teenage daughters myself, I'm like, I I wouldn't even necessarily probably want them to do that. I, I don't know what was going through my head, but I just wanted to do, I just wanted to know everything as fast yeah. as I could, you know? So I had to go to, I remember having to go to the dean's office to have him approve that mm -hmm. because that's a lot of units for anybody, a freshman, but especially a 15-year-old, you know? Right. So, um, I, yeah, I just dove deep into science and I I loved it. It mm. was like, I dream about molecules and <laughs> equations and <laughs> it was just fun. I, I love dissecting things, like, yeah. like I said, and, and putting it back together. And when I, um, that year, my dad had found an opportunity for me to go to Guatemala. There was this indigenous village in Guatemala that a missionary doctor had donated a year of his time to be the local doctor for people that had never in their life seen a doctor. And um, he was teaching about healthcare and just sanitation and drinking water mm -hmm. Things like that. So I got to fly over there by myself and and shadow him. And it was just such an amazing experience. But one of the things that impacted me the most was this realization that not everyone has access to clean drinking water. Mm -hmm. When you grow up in the U.S. and you you're from day one, you can open up the tap, your parents open up the tap, you keep, you see the faucets being opened. You don't ever think about what a luxury mm. and what a, what a gift it is to have clean running water at your tap, at your disposal. So when I witnessed this, children not being able, like being, dirty having food all over their face and just really dirty because they didn't even know about washing their hands and water was really scarce mm -hmm. and then the water that they did have was so contaminated that people were dying every day there right. was a little there was a uh, a ceremony in the village for the people that had died that week and it was just interesting to witness this and and it it impacted me in such a way that I said, someday I want to come back and I want to make sure these people have clean drinking water and I want to make sure that everybody has access to clean drinking water. And it it really opened my eyes to how important water is. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it was just something that changed my life forever. We all have these experiences that we get to do and and they can impact us and change our lives. And I'm so grateful for that experience. I'm grateful for that doctor that shared his time. I'm grateful for my parents letting me go at such a young age. I mean, that that was probably a little scary for them. <laughs> yeah. 
And now you feel super called and passionate about this mission of yours of connecting other people and connecting resources to be able to help bring people, what, as you say, like the basic human right of human water, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I realize like we all have our own weird. We get to own our weird. And one of mine is that I just love, I love, love connecting people together mm. for a cause, to mm -hmm. do something have fun to play to alchemize and i think that's what i do well it's a superpower i i want to d bring people together that are already passionate about water organizations um just individuals scientists people that anyone that can contribute to this idea that we all deserve to have access to clean drinking water and if we all work together we can easily make that happen it's mm -hmm. not something that's out of reach um so yeah that that's my desire is to really pull people together so that we can we can do this together there's mm -hmm. already so many beautiful organizations out there that are doing this so many amazing people passionate about it who've raised money and done so many things even you as a right uh, since you were young you guys did that with nika that's right that's right. You yep. did the water walk. You know all about it. And and there's so many beautiful souls like you and your family that are already doing that. I feel that my job is to be a conduit to help bring all of those beautiful people closer together. Mm. They're already coming together. We're already on each other's frequency. We're oscillating at that same vibration. But But maybe create more ways that we can and work together yeah i love that that's amazing and the opportunities that unfold when you start bringing people together or they're just amazing right i'm sure yeah. you see it all the time and why you love connecting people <laughs> it's so awesome and it's like i always think how what how it's so beautiful that we can connect as a community have fun play together break bread together mm -hmm love on each other and with that energy make it expansive so that we can share with more people because we're so we're abundant yeah and together we can we can just like that ripple effect the butterfly mm -hmm. effect where it's, it's gonna expand yes and exponentially so good and speaking of ripple effect i want to talk about water for a sec <laughs> you know a thing or two about water question for you first off the bat what's what's something about water that most people don't know that you were shocked to learn or that when you share with people their mind gets blown a little bit what do we not know about water i think one of the most shocking things is that 98.9 percent .9 of the molecules in our body are water molecules Mm. That to me is mind blowing because I grew up hearing, you know, we're 60%, right. 70%, certain organs, you know, up to like 80, whatever, depending on your age too. It yeah. can really fluctuate, but you hear these percentages. Right. And I didn't know that was by mass, but when we're talking about the molecules mm. in our body, almost 99% of them are water. Wow. And that to me was mind blowing. And then to realize the fact that water is the source receiver of all information it comes in contact with. And if we are a body of water, 
then every word we say, every thought we think, the environments we put ourselves in, they're all impacting that body of water that we are. And it's mm. creating who we are. And we get the choice, we have the choice to decide what we want to imprint mm -hmm. that water with. Mm. What do you mean by imprinting? And water is the is the transmitter of of information. What does that actually mean? Well, water is is something that it, it's so unique, and we're still learning so much about it. Like I, I feel like it'd be really hubris of me to to say that we even know, because the more that we're learning, the more that we realize how much we don't right. know. It, it's so humbling, yeah. honestly. Um. But water, there, there's many scientists that that you can go back to, and I think many of your listeners could relate to um, the work of Dr. Emoto. Right. It, his work is very, um, it, it's very mainstream. A lot of people see it now. And, I, and I'm grateful to him for the fact that he brought this awareness that water is impacted right. by its environment. Um. But a lot of scientists will throw out his work because he he cherry-picked a lot of the data. And so that's either here nor there, in, yeah. in my opinion. It's like, I, I really appreciate the fact that he brought this awareness. He opened the door to, in a big way. He opened the door in a yeah. big way. And, and so many other people far before sure. him, too. And can you just share briefly, like, what he opened the door to and a little bit about that study or what, you know, kind of hit mainstream? Yeah, so so what he did was he was he was taking water, and a lot of people have probably seen, like, memes about this and stuff where he'll take a drop of water and um you you can look at it and see how the structure the physics the molecular structure is altered based on its environment it's either coherent or incoherent and he helped us see that to actually perceive it mm. because when you're looking at water, I mean, water's dancing the, the way that the molecules are connecting, they're moving so rapidly that you see it as this liquid, mm -hmm. but you don't actually see what's happening with that liquid and that there is a structure to it. One of my, my good friends Gerald Pollack, he's a scientist at the University of Washington. He discovered the fourth phase of water, which most of us think of water as liquid, vapor, mm -hmm. solid. He discovered that there's a fourth phase. And that's a gel-like phase huh. where if you look at the inside of our cells, the cytoplasm of our cell is actually structured water, which is like a gel-like structure. Mm. And that structure, if you dissect it, break it apart, you're going to notice you, that it looks almost like, like a hexagonal structure, almost like a, a beehive, you know, how it's this hexagonal structure and it's holding this information mm. in sheet-like structures that look like beehive hexagonal structures. That's a fourth phase structured water. And inside that, that structure, that's where the information is held. Your cell phone, for example, we know that these transistors, they hold information as well. But it's like if we look at it, it's like zeros and ones, right? Binary, right? Mm-hmm. 
And and with water, we're looking at so much more inside that structure. Oxygen in itself has five different potentials, Mm. not just one. So there's so much more potential for information to be held inside of water. And I'm I'm grateful to to Gerald Pollock for for discovering that. But there's just so much more to uncover, and it it's so humbling when I even just hold water. It's like, oh my gosh, what what is happening here? You know, this right. this living water that it's it's sending a, as I drink it, it's sending a message. It's signaling to my cells information because of what it. it it is held inside of it or we can drink dead water that What's is incoherent water? so what what makes water have the ability to hold information at its highest potential is we need to have minerals in the water if there's no minerals it's not going to be able to hold information as as well as okay. water that doesn't have minerals so Dead water would be water that's filtered water. So a lot of times we think filtered water is the most important thing. We look at the chemistry of the water, but we forget about the physics of the water. So the chemistry of the water, we're saying we need clean water. But then when you look at the physics of the water, you're like, well, H2O would be that dead water. H3O2 is structured water. And the structured water is what we want. So it's it's just something that it's like when you really start to dig in and pull it apart, you're like, oh, hmm, filtered water in itself is not hydrating because it filtered water, like if you're going to take a reverse osmosis system mm-hmm. or dis- water distillation system and you put water in that system, the membranes are going to filter out all of the contamination, but they're also going to filter out all of the good minerals. That makes sense. Okay. So we call that dead water, Mm. hungry water, because it's void of that structure now. It's like when you pasteurize something and you kill all the bad stuff, but you also kill the good stuff with it too. Yeah. I mean, if if you look at, we all love crystals. If you Mm. look at a, a crystal and you're holding a crystal solid structure in your hand that's made of minerals and we we love those crystals because we know they hold information mm. they carry it's it, it's um it signals to our body information at a it's, certain frequency is that how it communicates it, it's carrying information in it got it and also it can receive information too because of the structure that it is it's a crystalline structure mm. These silicone dioxide crystalline structures inside of our phone are holding information. Mm, Got it. So the water is no different in the sense that it can hold information when it has minerals. It can become this crystalline structure that's moving. It's not solid unless it's at a certain temperature but um, or below a certain temperature. But it, that this liquid state, it also can be making these crystalline structures inside of it. And that's what people have seen, these mm. photos that Dr. Emoto 
has shown us these crystalline structures. It's like, oh, that's beautiful. You know, when you, he spoke love over the water and then showed, wow, look at this beautiful, coherent, crystalline structure. And then played heavy metal, you know, low vibrational music over the water. And then you see this dissonance, this incoherence. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what is that? It doesn't look like there's really a, any structure or form to it. It's this dead water. Mm. So how can we, I, I love that. And I see how the water is the receiver of that. And then if you're drinking it or ingesting it into your body and we're made up of mostly water, then it's kind of important. It seems like, right? I mean, I, I, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. It checks out. Okay. <laughs> Especially if we're made of almost all water. Yeah. So then it's like every molecule you're putting into your body is being replaced for another molecule. You are becoming whatever you're eating and drinking, saying and thinking, you literally are becoming that. Mm. So how can we take these lessons and takeaways about the crystalline structure of water, how it holds and receives and transmits information? How can we take that and apply it to how we interact with other people and humans on the day to day? Wow, that's a beautiful question. I really feel one thing is getting excited about it. I mean, we're no longer, we no longer have to see ourselves as victims to anything around us or what happens to us. We get to choose how we want to perceive it, how we want to, the words we want to use. We get the responsibility. I love that word responsibility because when you break it apart, it really means I have the ability to respond to any situation. I'm not a victim to anything. We get to take out that victim mentality and realize the body of water that I am can become whatever I want it to be. I get to choose. Mm. And I think that's why a lot of the work by like Joe Dispenza and many people that are really showing how the thoughts we think not only change our biochemistry, but now as we look deeper, we're realizing it's affecting the body of water, the molecules. Every molecule mm. in our body is being affected by these thoughts, by these words. The moment I realized that, my life literally changed. I had no idea. I wasn't observing the fact that my sickness, the illnesses that I had in my body were because of the thoughts I was thinking. I was one of those people that was like we talked about since I was young, making healthy foods. I was the kale juicer, mm-hmm. the raw vegan, you know, I was trying any type of diet I could to be so healthy and clean, working out, but I still felt sick. And it wasn't until I observed that the thoughts that were running through my head like a recording were thoughts of that were stemming from fear. My deepest fears had taken hold of that story that was running over and over in my mind. Mm. I had no idea either. And so we get this opportunity to create this awareness, like, where are my thoughts right now? What am I thinking? And they start before you go to bed, because that goes into your dream cycle. And then you wake up. And those first 90 minutes are so important. Don't have your phone next to you. Those are the moments where I wake up and I start my day I try to always start my day with gratitude, mm. thinking 
God, that I have a bed to sleep in, that I have breath in my lungs, that I actually have legs to get up and go to the bathroom, that I can get a drink of water because I'm thirsty. And all those things that we think are so little are huge. And when we bring awareness to that and we go into it and we actually feel it, we're imprinting that body of water that we are. And then everything in our body is impacted by it. And so I think that's, that's a huge thing is just recognizing, taking, having this awareness of where our thoughts are, because a lot of us aren't even aware of it. And it, I see people that, that are sick. I, I have a functional medicine clinic that I've had for 15 years and we used to give people, you know, put people on these protocols that were like, okay, you got to take these herbs, do this, that. And one day I woke up after um, doing my research study on, um, and on the mind and the words and mm-hmm. how they affect our biochemistry. I said, I want to take all my clients from now on and just start with the basics. Let's not get complicated anymore. So what are the basics that you start with? The basics are, are what kind of water are you drinking? Are you drinking Mountain Spring H3O2 Vortex water, you know, natural spring water, or are you drinking dead filtered water? Hmm. A lot of people don't even know that there's yep. that can make an impact on them, their body. It's a huge impact with, with cellular communication, hydration, the information that your body is carrying in it. I mean, it's like we could go down the rabbit hole with that. But starting with hydration, what kind of water are you drinking? And then the next thing for me is the thoughts that Mm. you're thinking. Sunlight. Getting sunlight every day. We need full spectrum sunlight. Preferably at sunrise and sunset when the the sun isn't as... Um, intense with the the heat, uh, and then taking our shoes off and grounding to the earth so that we can resonate with the earth's Schumann waves and bring our body back into balance and charge ourselves up. All of those things are connected with hydration as well. Can't be hydrated if you're not getting natural sunlight. Can't be charged and hydrated mm. if you're not touching the earth. Just drinking water alone isn't going to hydrate you adequately. The movement, we need to move. If we're not moving, then those water droplets aren't going to be getting to all the fossil areas, all the the tissue in our body is going to be dehydrated if we don't move it. A community. Mm. We need connected community. We need hugs. We need love. We need to talk. We need to communicate. If we're not doing that and we're isolating ourselves, we're not going to be healthy. Sleep. Sleep is important. A lot of people are not sleeping well because maybe the thoughts they're thinking or where their mindset's at, their biochemistry or they're dehydrated, whatever it is, we need to get the sleep right. Um, And then nutrition is important. Making sure that we are eating nutrition, foods that are nutrient dense. If we're not eating foods that are nutrient-dense and we're eating a lot of calories that are empty, our body isn't going to be fed and and nourished well. 
So those are the things that I started bringing my clients back to these basics. What results did you see when you shifted to that approach? It was profound. It was incredibly profound. And it was like people, a lot of people were coming in and and, I, and from all the doctors I'd shadowed, all the schooling I'd done, you learned so much about every, like all these herbs and these pathways and how everything works. And, and I, I'm kind of a perfectionist. So it used to bother me because I'd get so frustrated and think everyone's body is so unique and there's no way for me to go inside their body and really understand it. Sure, I can look at these labs. Sure, I can do all these things and, and get an idea, but there's no way to really understand it because it's just so complex. And so when I started realizing that we're made mostly of water, I did some deductive reasoning and I'm like, oh, well, we're receiving all this information and we're holding all this information in this body of water that we are. How can I shift my mindset and how I'm approaching health? And Going back to those basics of the water that we drink, the sunlight, the grounding, the sleep, all of these things, it was like once I started to get our patients on these protocols where it's like, take a walk on the beach three times a week. I want you to start drinking mountain spring water. Go to bed earlier. Turn off your cell phone two hours before you go to bed. Get some hugs this week. You know, like it was the strangest. People look at me and they're like, what? <laughs> They were coming back. I mean, the stories that I have, I mean, people just in tears because they didn't realize that they could be healthy and their their symptoms of this pain that they've been struggling with for so many years could literally melt away so easily. And the answers could be so simple. I'm not saying it's that way for everybody, but the results that I saw with the people coming into our clinic, it, it blew me away. Mm. And then I got excited because I started to realize there's a message I can share here that you don't need to have a bunch of money. You don't need to have a bunch of gadgets or the best doctors in the world to be healthy. You literally have everything you need at your fingertips, the gifts that divine creator have given us that are there in nature. We tap into those and our and our body's going to become more in alignment and then and then getting our mind and our spirit aligned with that the the frequencies of nature and becoming more at peace forgiveness love joy peace all of these things that were resonating and oscillating higher, we're going to be in a state of centropy instead of entropy. Mm. And I, I just, I get, I, this is why I love to share the message of hydrate <laughs> because it, to me, it's like all encompassing of that, right? Yeah. It's, it's a great shift for me, even as we're sitting here to, to think about and understand hydration goes beyond just water like when you think hydrate are you have you hydrated have you drinking the water yep. right and not even to that note what kind of water are you drinking yeah but this beautiful idea of hydrating your your mind your body your soul your spirit through these various different the basics it's just like f- fundamentally 
looking at the basics, the, the basic functions of what it means to be human and seeing how can we upgrade that. And I, I love this time that we're living in and that we're alive in because we get to start to see the science that's catching up that makes a lot of sense when we see this and you hear like, oh yeah, when you ground down during the day or you get sunlight, guess what? That's really good for your health. And, right? and this is- And it's free. And it's free. <laughs> uh, so I, I And love, it's always there. And it's like, there. There's, it, you, you can always find a spot, a patch of grass or That's dirt. It. Yeah. yeah. And unless you're back in the East Coast during the winter, which I lived through <laughs> and I felt. So you can still ground on the snow though. I think that that's fair. <laughs> there's, there's so many things that that we can tap into that maybe we've just forgotten. I'm not saying anything that people don't already know. Right. I'm just here to remind people of what they do already know, what their body already knows, what their spirit already knows. And sometimes we just need to be reminded because we can forget. It's beautiful. We definitely can forget. It's easy to forget. And it's easy to go look for the quick fixes or the solutions or seek out what protocol we need to be on or what supplement we need to take. Because that's the easy, it seems like the easy way out, right? Versus yeah. like what's actually beneath that. Like you were doing all the health things yeah. and you still weren't feeling well. Oh my gosh, I got a cabinet full of vitamins, you know. it's One of my mentor doctors would explain it this way. He'd say, think about if you had like a swimming pool that was really dirty with a bunch of junk, you know, contamination in it. First you filter the water and then you can put good nutrition into it. You're ECM, your extracellular matrix or whatever your cells are bathed in that extracellular fluid, you can't just dump vitamins into it if it's already like that swimming pool with contamination. Mm. We need to filter it. We need to cleanse it first. We need to get our lymphatic cleanse. We need to get it moving. We need to get all our elimination organs cleanse, moving, functioning, our bowels, our liver, our skin, our lymphatic, all of those things in flow before we start just dumping in vitamins. Mm. Because if all that's backed up and and there's contamination there and your cells are being bathed in this toxic soup, it doesn't matter how much nutrition you put into it. It's not going to help. First, we have to cleanse that out. And and I and there there's many ways that we can do that, but I I really believe that our cells have this innate intelligence. They know exactly what to do. They know how to go into cell autophagy. They know how to cleanse themselves, but we we need to remove the obstacles mm. for healing. And then once we remove the obstacles for healing, then we can bring in the building blocks for renewal, for biogenesis. But what a lot of us are doing it the wrong way, we're saying, and, and I am included, I, this is what I did. I thought, you don't feel well, you go to Whole Foods and pick up some vitamins. You know, that's going to make me better. <laughs> I was doing it all wrong. Mm. Yep. Because I just, I didn't know. You don't know what yep. you don't know. Yep. It took a lot of years of trial and error and feeling sick and being my own uh, guinea pig <laughs> to finally learn. And, and now it's like, I'm thriving. I wake up in the morning with so much energy. I don't need any caffeine. I don't need any stimulants. I I feel so good. And I really believe that a lot of that is because my cells are communicating because I'm yeah. hydrated. But I go back even deeper and I really feel that the biggest part is my mindset. Where are my thoughts? And I learned this from 
spending time in the convalescent homes. My dad would take us to the convalescent homes to talk to the elderly and sing to them and bring them cookies. And I would always notice the ones that looked like vibrant and healthy and then the ones that just didn't look like they were thriving. And I would pay attention to the commonalities in the healthy ones. And it never failed that the ones that were healthy had a positive outlook. They were the ones telling the jokes, the ones that were like just very light and loving life and full of joy. Mm. And that they taught me so much. You learn so much wisdom from people that have lived more years than us. But yeah, it was like, okay, so if we go back to our thoughts and how we're imprinting those molecules and, you know, what what information are we storing in this body of water that we are? I mean, I I know what I'm storing in my cell phone here and and what these uh, silicon dioxide cells are storing, put stuff in it and store it. But but our body has the potential to hold, Mm. according to Gerald Pollack, maybe over a billion times more information than than what these computers can. So. And we're we're always so hyper aware of what's the storage on our phone. Right? You can see like here's the break the breakup of the graph. You're like it's ten percent this, twenty yeah. percent this, and we're always so, so hyper aware. Much battery usage yeah. do I have? This is the thing that's funniest to me is people are very aware of the battery usage. Oh, I'm at fifty percent, but they never check to see how charged the cells of their body are. Did you charge your cells today? Did you go out in the sun? Did you take your shoes off? Did you get some H three O two? These are the things that charge the cells of our body, and we're not paying attention to it. We're paying attention to how charged our cell phone is. What's going on here? <laughs> this is backwards. <laughs> we need. We have the opportunity to teach our youth that charging the cells of our body is far more important than charging our devices. Yes. What are you most optimistic about with all of these studies that continue to come out with this idea and this excitement that you have and the learnings that you've had through the years, what are you most optimistic about for our, for, for your kids and this future generation? I'm most optimistic about seeing more unification, people coming together, working together to create a a world where we do all have access to the basic human rights for survival. Mm. Because when we all come together, that's very easy to create. And I feel very optimistic that we're in a world that's getting smaller and smaller. And there's we call them influencers like on Instagram stuff. And we, we have so many influencers, people, we're all an influencer. Mm. Every single one of us, we are influential beings and we're beginning to see how much, how influential we are. I don't think we ever really knew that years and years ago, how influential we could be. And so when we come together and use this influence to, create this ripple effect that like I'm abundant, you can be abundant, we can be abundant together. Taking away this idea of I need to be special. I'm mm. the, you know, I this individuality of I'm alone in the world. The way I think is so different. The way I feel, it's like coming together and realizing we all are unified and that we all want love. We all want to be loved and loved. And we all want to connect and share that with each other. 
And when when we do that, then the life becomes so juicy. (laughs) But for some reason, we're taught this lie of like scarcity. I'm not going to have enough. If I give you more, if I share, even the idea of sharing, I love you. I care about you. You're Mm. an amazing person. People, a lot of people, there's a block. It's like hard. There's these heart walls. It's hard to be vulnerable about emotion and share this abundance of of loving emotion with other people. Like, no, I need to protect that because I could get hurt. You know, yeah. like create this bubble around yourself, this isolation. This is my money. This is my house. These are my emotions. All mine alone. That's no fun. No. You know, it's like. <laughs> well, and how much more have you seen your own life expand and your bubble expand when you seek to enrich others? Because I've seen that nonstop. When my focus is how can I give more to others? Like, you you can't give without also receiving at the same time. And I totally believe in that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And you would know your family is some of the most generous, kind, giving, abundant people I know. That's very kind. Yeah. You were, you know, you were birthed in this environment and you are a product of that. You are the same. And so, you know, it's like there's nothing juicier than that. No, that's the juiciest. <laughs> that's the juiciest. Maybe the, maybe the Shizandra from the Elixir is pretty juicy too. Yeah, that's pretty good. Chase, uh, this has been an amazing conversation. I want to thank you so much. Uh, is there anything you want to share with the listeners as we wrap up? I think just be mindful of the body of water that you are. You have this opportunity to imprint your body of water with whatever you desire. Don't limit yourself. Dream far bigger like think about your biggest dreams and 10x them mm-hmm. because they can be far beyond. They are far beyond. We limit ourselves far too much. So, Love it. <laughs> thank you, Tracy. Such a pleasure. And I'm so excited for all of the things unfolding. Yes. Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> <laughs>